Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. On the anniversary of lockdown, your hosts look back at what a year it's been for pop culture on a new episode of Normies Like Us. I don't know what you're talking You blew up your own shop, Garrett. Cells. Cells. Do they keep you in a cell? Cells. Cells. You don't want a criminal lawyer, right? You want a criminal lawyer. Are you sure this isn't personal? You're damn right, it's personal. Welcome back to Normies Like Us. You heard it up top, we're still in the wasteland. It's been a year of the virus ravaging the world. <laughs> no, 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 we're here. And uh, we're just uh, talking pop culture. A year in, anniversary lockdown. Normies, we are still talking it. We are still living through it. We are so glad you're listening to it with your host on Normies Like Us, Colin. Mike. Joe. Uh, and this is Jacob. Welcome, normies. J- Jacob <laughs> totally in the normal <laughs> names for some totally normie guys. Am I in the shadows? It is. It is weird uh, not having a uh, an alias for these. Um, yeah. It takes a little know. bit of the pressure off though, because every week it's like uh, I didn't think about this before, and, and now I have to come up with something <laughs> on the spot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what prep is. But it's a special episode, of course, because it's one of our whatchas where we're just going to go around and talk what we've been consuming pop culture wise, our normie delights, um, and and talk, you know, some other cool stuff that's just going on in the world. Just sit down and chill and relax and hang out with you guys. Yeah, yeah. And it is crazy that about this time last year, we released our, um, you know, quarantine whatcha first ever, we were hoping last ever, um, and now a year later... Maybe this will be the one that wraps it up. Who knows? But we, we do seem to be on the tail end. But again, plenty of time this past year to uh, enjoy pop culture. And when we can't dedicate an episode to one thing specific, we just like to get together and kind of chat what you've been watching, reading, playing, all that good stuff. That's what we're here to do. That's what we're doing. That's right. That's, That's right. What we're That's what we're here to do. <laughs> I've been loving doing game, this baby. podcast. It's been keeping me so sane this entire year doing it with you guys. Um, I did my tally. Dudes, I was I was talking to my family members. My brother's like, I read 29 books this year. My mom's like, you know, I did four art projects that I'm so proud of. I said, I watched 98 television shows, <laughs> not including <laughs> wow. multiple seasons of all of them. I feel like scum. But uh, I've kind of felt closer than ever to being a normie, if that makes sense. Yeah, it sounds like uh, your family members have been more productive than I have, for sure. How Um, dare you? You know, I wish I had read 29 books. That sounds more, um, you know, culturally fulfilling than watching a bunch of TV shows. But um, that's what I did. So Playing games? You played some good games. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't give yourself a hard time just because you didn't read 29 books. We do know you love to read, after all. You no, know, I haven't been, re- been reading. <laughs> I haven't been reading. <laughs> no, it sounds like Colin's brother's been reading, though. Uh, Indeed. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, you know, I've been watching a lot of uh, streaming television and stuff like that. Um, playing a lot of video games this year. That's kind of kept me sane, for sure. Um, but yeah, this podcast has definitely helped talking to you guys. Yeah, yeah, it started as a, a way to chat about our favorite pop culture stuff, but through lockdown really did become a, a major source of uh, socialization. It's always great yes. to uh, hop on the video chat and talk uh, 
all kinds of pop culture with you guys. So. Having a weekly schedule for your friends to be like, you know, we don't have to play Jackbox games or whatever. No, we do a podcast. <laughs> sure, great. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. I, I know you're still alive. That's that's, that's the, the best part of this podcast. Is I know all my buddies are still standing. Yeah, it's the uh, the garage band of uh, the 2010s is the podcast group, right? Yeah, we, we get together, we jam once a week, and this yeah. is us jamming in the most freestyle format with the watches. So if you guys don't have any objections, I say, why don't we just jump into it? Let's go ahead and start chitting and chatting watches on Normies Like Us. We're back. We're chitting and chatting on normies like us, talking the stuff we have been watching, playing, reading, all that stuff. What you, what you, what you on normies like us? Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, we've been doing some cool podcast episodes recently. Did Karate Kid. We did Cobra Kai. We did Deep Space Nine. And I gotta say, out of those things, you guys have converted me on a lot of them. That's what I've been watching. I've been, oh, I've been yes. Cobra Kaiing. Uh, and absolutely loving that. I've been up in deep space nine, been having some fun there too. And learning about all the, uh, Star Trek stuff that I didn't know before. It's been fun to be a normie and learn a new niche. So basically the last month, uh, the fandom February or whatever we decided to call it, um, has been really the Colin conversion, uh, month where we just try to convert Colin (laughs) to our our favorite things. Yeah. Once I buy a bunch of toys, Joe, then I will let you know too. When I get some GI Joes in my room, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have like a little auto that you put it in the microwave and it melts into into a bucket. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> that'd be very cute. Right. Um, that's great. I got so some you've... hot takes on some stuff that we've been doing. I gotta say, I went back and listened to our Cobra Kai episode. I said before when you guys did it, I wasn't on that one. I listened to it. Then mm. we were going to do our Karate Kid episode. I was like, you know what? I better listen to that Cobra Kai episode again just to sort of refresh so I don't talk about things I've already talked about before. Then mm-hmm. I watched all three seasons of Cobra Kai on Netflix. Fucking breeze, normies. You'll go right through it. It is a delightful romp of a show. And listen to that mm-hmm. episode again, guys. And I got to say, all your takes were dead on. And not only did you guide me beautifully as a fan and a normie, the stuff you didn't set up, but you talk about. You talk about Sam as a character, but you don't say, you know, spoilers, Normies, if, if you're not going to watch this, or Joe, I don't know if you've caught uh, Cobra Kai no, as well, cool, but Go for you it. didn't say Sam is Danny LaRusso's daughter or what Robbie's relationship is to uh, Johnny Lawrence as well. So getting these natural reactions right. as I was watching it, I was like, I am so into this. <laughs> this is like the best yeah. thing I've ever watched in my life. I really treasured it. Yeah, I think that's a big yeah. part of it is the uh, kind of um, dramatic storylines that uh, it's better not knowing everything going in, um, some of the twists and turns, right? Yes. And those are certainly intentional omissions to not mention that Robbie is the son of Johnny Lawrence. Or the, yeah, we did that. In this season one is essentially a Karate Kid remake, right? They, the, mm-hmm. the duel and showdown that they do at the end. Jacob, you were like, you know, it can't be top. Season one of Karate Kid on that YouTube red, that's just a perfect season of a show. I got to say, a season two finale and Joe and Normies, I would urge you to just check this out, even if you don't watch the show, where the entire episode is a fight between teenagers at a high school 
And they're just paired off perfectly with these fights that have been set up all year where people are like, I've been hungry for this. Get over here. It immediately goes into a karate duel. It's the coolest. Right. It's, it's all like one long take to yes. that fight. It has a really long one one take on a steady cam that's really impressive, the choreography. So Yeah. You know, the dramatic stuff works and the karate does too, even though I'm more in it for the dramatics. I'm glad you like it, man. I love it. And they dude. have this big fight, right? And then the whole next season is really the ramifications uh. of that fight. Um you know, lest you think that the teachers are just letting people go crazy and do karate fights in the halls, no. but uh there is some uh you know repercussions from that you guys played up the comedy you played up the emotion but i really gotta say you are crying when they're crying and you are laughing when they're laughing like it is a show what you're saying happens in season three the fact that it's the first netflix produced uh season you're kind of like ooh, what's this gonna be like it's kind of shaky subject matter too i was just blown away and then to see the stats coming out it's been a year guys we're getting the year-long wrap-ups and a lot of stuff netflix is dumping out what was our most watched? You know, we had Queen's Gambit. We had this. We had that. We had Bridgerton. Guys, Bridgerton, yeah. Cobra Kai was so high up there. It is one of the most watched shows on Netflix. I have coworkers who would just say randomly, oh, what Karate Dojo in the Valley. That's like that show on Netflix. They don't even know what it is. And they're just talking about Cobra Kai. I'm, I, am, I am tickled and delighted that Karate Kid has taken off so much. It really is the underdog story of, of series. Like, no one really expected a YouTube Red right. show based on Karate Weird. Kid to be anything. And I'm the biggest Karate Kid fan, and I didn't really expect it to turn into what it did. So Right, that's why I say, if, you know, as much as, 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 as much as I do like the Karate Kid movies, actually going back and watching them, uh, that show is really better than it has any right to be because I never thought that it could spawn, absolutely. you know, four, maybe five seasons by the time it's over out of, you know, the series. So, um, you know, great work, Cobra Kai. Uh, keep doing what you're doing because uh, you're doing great. So, yeah. Nice. That's, yeah. A, that's a great pep talk for Cobra Kai. <laughs> Joe, Vietnam <laughs> flashbacks in a show about Valley oh, okay. Karate Dojos. I just, yeah. I, I want to just say that to you and just say, yeah. you go, the production value. No, no, no. A Netflix show? No, certainly it doesn't work. It works, buddy. Okay, you you got me with the Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, maybe I'll check it out. You guys if seem you to had, really love it. If you had any connection to the name Terry Silver alone, uh, that would get you ready uh, for the next season. Yeah, because they've been teasing him. As they a really, return they really build on the lore of the Karate Kid franchise. So uh, yeah. of the Valley, yeah, of the Valley. Valley, they love karate here in the keys, Valley. Keys, I should say, well, I live here. I can't even drive down the street without locking my doors because all the karate fights going on. (laughs) Constant karate fights. All right. I want to clean up my last one then. So out of the other hot take, obviously polar opposite. Let's get up from the valley. Let's go to space. Let's go to the gamma quadrant. Normies. Mm -hmm. Deep Space Nine. I got to talk Deep Space Nine with you guys. You've still been watching it. three. Just started it. It's kind of a season, not that you guys have been warning me about, but in Jacob's episode, Normies go back and listen. There's a lot of info about season three where it's like, the ratings aren't the best. How can we pump this up, right? How can we make this better than Next Generation is what they're trying to do, right? Or at least comparable, right? I mean, they want to... Yeah, you know, it's the black sheep of the, the franchise, you know, trying to get its legs, you know, Deep Space Nine in the 90s. What do they do? You know, season four, who are they going to bring in? Fan favorite, Worf, right? So get ready for that. That blows my mind. I'm very nervous for that. (laughs) 
Uh, I, um... I'm all in. I'm just all in on the Star Trek universe. I've been watching those Kelvin movies, you know, the recent ones, the Chris Pine films as well. I've even been going back, doing some OG series, talking to Jacob as well while he's twitching games and stuff, going like, ooh, what do we think? What do we think? I got a question for you guys. If you were in the Federation, in the Trekverse, what position on the ship would you want? Security officer, you know, you're the helmsman, you're the captain, you're the first officer, chief engineer, medical, science officer. There's so many weird, interesting things in Star Trek and all these people who are tied to them. Spock, the science officer, Sulu, you know, the helmsman flying the ship and stuff. What would your mm-hmm. posi- Mike, what would you want to do in Starfleet? Wow. I mean, the first instinct is like, you want to sit in the chair, right? You, you want to be the captain, <laughs> right? right? But I think realistically for my skill set, right? Uh, I think I would be into like chief engineer, you know, wow. the, the mechanics of the ship. Yeah, you're going to talk there. about some games you've been re- playing recently. I thought pilot for sure, dude. Helmsman could also be good. Yeah. That's true, but it's a lot of stress. That's it's, it's a big machine. Um, I, I think I, I like the idea of uh, hanging around Jordy and Barkley, <laughs> like keeping <laughs> keeping the machine moving. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, call, you know, Colin, that's a great question. Actually, Colin asked me that off pod a while back, and I also said engineering. So maybe we could be working shocked. together in I'm engineering. Shocked for both of you. <laughs> Gordy LaForge, he's the he's the chief engineer on the Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. And wow. Scotty is on the yeah. original series. I just feel like that—that's where I would fit in the most with the technical oh, yeah. knowledge and stuff, it's, knowing my guys, my strengths and weaknesses. Your life is on the line. I'm going to be 100 percent honest with you <laughs> when you're time. engineering. Your life is on the line, Joe. Security. Well, your life is on the line, and Captain. Any. What, what are you saying? Uh, you know, I, I, Mike's right. Everyone wants to sit in the chair, but like. I'd want to be the Riker, you know, the first officer. I feel like Number gets one. a lot of the, the glory as well, but like gets to kind of relax a little more and have more fun. Like I'd be hanging Goes out on the missions. Yeah, yeah. But also, yeah, yeah you Go get, get feet wet, but ultimately the captain's going to be the one making those like dire morality calls. I could just be like the fun, the, the fun uncle of the Starfleet, yeah. which is, uh, you know, the first officer, <laughs> the Riker. Totally. Yeah. Oh, and Chakotay, wow. yeah. There we yeah, go. I just Joe, I just imagine you with like a face tattoo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I think it could work. It's the big one right here. Well, Colin, now that you're you're inducted into Trekism, what what position would you want on the ship? So you guys are messing around with um teleporting people with energizing people you're you're going to kill someone mike it's jeffrey's tubes and, i'm just crawling around the jeffrey's I, I just i don't know and joe kind of that's red shirt territory if you're on the ground there you know you might you might get shot by a phaser or something right if, if you're doing that sort of stuff who knows it's who the knows? roll of the right dice away. baby medical i just could not do science you're just crunching the data right mr spock or or jadzia dax is constantly you know the reading says it's this and it does that i can i can mess around on a computer i I don't know i could probably just do that right sure there's 30 percent oxygen in the atmosphere 28 percent nitrogen (laughs) all right cool i would blow it (laughs) i hand these to someone else and my job is i I, I want to be the guy who just turns knobs and just goes yeah the readouts are crazy Right. I, well, Colin, if I was yeah, on yeah. Deep Space Nine, though, I would want to be uh, Odo, where it's like, yeah, I'm just I'm out just of Starfleet, the, the local sheriff of the the wacky space station, like for sure. Right. I think that'd be fun. Well, I've got another question for you, Colin. So your your path into Trekkieism kind of 
was similar to mine where like I started watching TNG and I was I liked it but I couldn't get into it as much as Deep Space Nine and that's kind of really can't what imagine. led me into it. But uh what race would you be? If you couldn't be human, what okay. race would you pick? This keys me up perfectly. Mm. I need to talk to you guys about something. I think this is the most controversial opinion I will ever have about anything. You would and it's about Trek. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> no? <laughs> there is a character. Joe, you've said maybe she was even your favorite character or you like this race as well. But there's a character named Jadzia Dax on Star Trek Nine Normies. Uh, she's trill. a member of the Trill. Trill are an alien race that have a symbiote, uh, or how, symbiont, symbiote, I think they call yeah. it. Symbiote is what they say in Sony. It's exactly. <laughs> exactly. Symbiotic relationship. That is yeah, like a, a thing that lives inside you and, and your minds merge together. I think if I existed in the Star Trek universe and if I got the glory to be part of Starfleet, explore the cosmos, see all these people, I would put all my time and energy into killing every one of those symbiotes that exist. <laughs> oh, no. I think they are an abomination <laughs> against nature. I think that entire <laughs> idea of that, I find it to be disgusting. I find it to be upsetting in every way. Uh, Almost every episode, wow. every 10 episodes, we get a Jadzia episode where the issue is something is wrong with the symbiont inside of her. <laughs> and usually it involves surgery, the fact that she had to have surgery to have that thing inserted inside her, <laughs> I find her, I almost I, I almost might throw up just even talking about it. Oh wow, God, so you'd, have a, you'd try to do a genocide against the tree. I would. I would try I would to, be a trill. and I think it would be a good villain. I would, Joe, I would wipe you out. I find it to be <laughs> disgusting. Wow, wow. No way. So you wouldn't want to no be a Colin Dax and have you it know, is a, a life so a upsetting to me. multiple... Lifetimes inside. The only thing that I feel in this existence is you can be yourself, you can make your own choices. The fact that some little fish is inside <laughs> you, melding with your brain, you're, you're not you anymore, it's not it, you're itself, and it's all these things. I find that to be repulsive. Well, Colin, I'm, I'm picturing your like, generations uh, of, of you know, knowledge, knowledge. there. Like, How dare on. they? That's so cool. How dare it exist? I'm picturing your villain, uh, you know, your, your, your villain yeah. beginning storyline, yeah. right? You start as a trill uh, and you train all your life to be become a joined trill, right? I'm an initiate. Rejected. Um, so then you have to live the rest of your life as just a normal trill without the the slug part in you. I would I, feel, I would I form like a church that was story. against their teachings. <laughs> I would be one hundred. I just saw the episode where they go to the trill home world. Uh, there's the things in the tanks. Well, no, no, no. We have to. Everything we do is to make sure that they're comfortable. You are living in <laughs> servitude for these little cockroaches. It drives me crazy to even think about it. Sometimes in other episodes when she is on it. I just think to myself, that's Jadzia. That's my friend Jadzia. There's nothing inside her that's controlling her like a little bug or anything. She's just a nice, normal person that I like. Sure, sure. And also old man. And let me tell you this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like that. I like that she has this otherworldly, you know, wisdom she brings about it. It's an interesting character. It's the process that disgusts me. <laughs> let me tell you this. It hasn't made me rethink Eddie Brock. The Clintar, which is what, you know, right. in the Marvel Universe they call symbiotes, that is Venom. They are never – There's. it's not – it's not mixing together and just like taking over you. He is free of that thing. Eddie Brock is still Eddie Brock. I just, I just, it's disgusting. 
Oh, man. I, I can't describe shocked. it. Shocked it drives me well, crazy. Independent, independent of the parasite, she's Jetzia. And independent of her, the parasite is Dak. Right. And together, God. they are Jetzia Dak. Mike, you sound brainwashed like a sympathizer. I'm going to have to kill you. Yeah, I got but when she yeah, but when she joins with Dax, it opens up like new uh, you know levels to her intelligence and stuff, and like, yeah, she gains dog, all this knowledge like a, from former lives. It's like Neo in the Matrix. Like I know kung fu. Like I would no. want like yeah. you know some badass general Dax in me that was like you you know all of the best strategies. You you know all of the best military tactics, and like you that comes from generations and generations of uh, knowledge. It's not I'm, you, I'm my shocked, friend man. Joe would be dead. Joe. Joe would have a monster. It's just because it's a worm, let's be clear. It's just just, it's a I, I don't even want to step on like it. it. I just want to phaser the person who has it and destroy them. <laughs> I don't even want to know that the thing is there or see the remains of it afterwards. Wow. I'll be honest with you. Wow. You're a trill hardliner. I am. Wow. I am anti-trill. <laughs> okay. That is my Star Trek episode. I write, I will, that's the one I will write. My fan script will be a yeah. guy who must kill the trill. <laughs> Well, you'd definitely be a villain, kill I think, the trail, to, uh, right? to Starfleet. Starfleet would consider you a villain. You'd be right at home on Cardassia. <laughs> I'm yes, pretty sure everyone absolutely. would consider you a villain. This is like literally like uh, you know, a, a universe where everything is idealistic and there are no conflicts. And you're like, yeah, I'd want to commit genocide. That's, I would. That would be my yeah. goal. I sure. do. I want I to wipe the them out. Popular characters. I yeah. just can't even Racist. imagine, guys. That's I amazing. Just can't so you love the show. That's yeah. good to hear. I love yeah. it truly. Every moment of it I enjoy. Controversial opinions aside, um <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> if I was in the good. Star Trek universe, I would probably be realistically looking at myself, I would probably be closest to to Lieutenant Barclay from The Next Generation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. just be a total failure at my job, but no, but uh yeah. Hilarious. In engineering. Yeah, in engineering. Um Yeah. No, but I think if I was going to be any race other than humans, I would like to be either a Vulcan or uh, probably more realistically a Cardassian because I think, uh, you know, the Cardassians, they're like um, all about, you know, cunning and. uh, (laughs) I guess I would want to be, but I would be like a good Cardassian. I wouldn't be religious. I would be like Garrick, you know, I'd be a spy. I love uh, Garrick, by the way, Mike. He is such a cool character. He's incredible, right? Yeah, yeah. And the the performance that he, he does. Well, I looked him up. The actor is the guy who plays Scorpio, the bad guy in the first Dirty Harry movie, who when you watch that movie, you're like, who is this guy? That's a one-of-a-kind performance. You watch Garrick, and you're like, who is this guy? <laughs> so Andrew it's, it's very fitting. Yep. Yeah. It's, it, the role was tailor-made uh, for him. Uh, uh, the interesting thing, Colin, go. you might not know, is that uh, – he was kind of written to be kind of queer coded, right? He was, you know, bi I, or gay with uh, the, so Bashir. But. Jacob, that is amazing that you say that. The episode where he is revealed to have the wire in his head and that he's getting the pleasure and the pain and stuff, kind of a sadomasochistic, mm-hmm. you know, undertone too. Um, he gives a speech about how his, uh, the officer who's either beneath him or, you know, the same with him is this person. And he says, we were, we were more than friends, okay? We were inseparable. And he keeps saying things like that. And I'm literally, like, shocked, like, oh, my God, this is, like, a very gay speech that he's giving. And it, it seems very, you know, a moment where Garrick's coming out or something. And the reveal of the episode is, is that the name he was saying is his first name. He was confessing he is both these people. He is, you know, this, these are two sides of him. Still... Very queer coded, I thought in my mind. I thought that was very cool and very interesting writing. 
Yeah, it's definitely something that the actor Andrew Robinson played up, played up in his first appearance, and then they kind of dropped it. But you know, it was the '90s, so uh, it was a little, you know, different time. But uh, that's what he does with Scorpion Dirty Harry too. He makes him like a. It's it's an interesting read. The guy does really interesting work. Yeah, I mean the uh, the next generation had uh, background actors. Um, like male or female wearing skirts and stuff in the first season. And then they got a bunch of letters. And right. So, you know, wow. they would try to, to do things, you know, and then they had to stop doing it because people were complaining. But, you know. Well, Jadzia, writers- obviously trans. You know, I could see how a lot of people could absolutely yeah. identify with that character. Right. The trill can be male yeah. and female and, in, in, you know, different lifetimes. But actually, DS9 did have one of the first same-sex kisses on American television. Wow. Uh, there's an episode, I don't know if you've seen it, Colin, where uh, Jadzia's former lover, when she was Curzon Dax, a male, uh, right. visits wow. and they have a, a same sex kiss. No, um, that's cool. Yeah, so that was kind of ahead of its time. But uh, overall, I, uh, you know, yeah. I just watched that episode because after our DS9 episode, I watched uh, Trials and Tribulations before uh, the episode to just kind of get myself in the right uh, mm-hmm. frame of that's mind. That's a great one, too. Yeah. Ended up finishing Can't the wait. series. And then immediately rolled back and started it again from season three. Yes. Uh, so I just because like like look, I always have at least two shows I'm watching. One is on for about eight hours of the day while I am working, and it is my background show. I have seen nine million times. And then you know the other thing I'm watching where like Cassie and I are watching it together, that kind of thing. So DS Nine mm, is yeah, now in nice. circulation as my my daily. Eight hour intake awesome. of Star Trek. There you yeah, go. after we did the episode, Incredible. I started. I rewatched some of my favorite episodes yes! as well. And, uh, it's always good to go back, but I'm glad we're all enjoying the the Trek universe so much. This is the yeah, one, Normies. I didn't watch Star Trek. It. This is the one. Like, like, check it out. It's uniquely interesting. I would say. Definitely, it's just really it's great sci-fi. Like, it really doesn't even have that much to do with being star trek because it lets you step out of that like really formed uh you know federation universe and gives you like different types of stories that you don't get in any other star trek right and i also think it just did a lot for the world building of star trek with the different races expanding on like the ferengi and all this stuff where the ferengi were introduced in tng but they weren't explored as deeply as they are in in ds9 I just wish Chakotay was in it, man. Needs, needs more Chakotay. You love Chakotay. Bring the I do, dog. He's my fucking favorite. Yeah, he just, uh, well, you know, sort of I'm... didn't get as much to do during the later seasons of Voyager, but yeah. Mm. He definitely got the chill when you're looking for that coffee. <laughs> On the uh, sci-fi note, if I can uh, hijack the ship here, um, we did you know the cyberpunk episode a while back, and over the past two days, we've just watched Blade Runner and Blade Runner twenty forty nine back to back again, and uh, just kind of looking at those cyberpunks. And man, those are great, and they're great back to back. I think I don't know mm-hmm. when the last time you guys saw twenty forty nine, but they really work well paired together and i hadn't done that when 2049 came out i didn't rewatch it so this time i did uh the final yes. cut um i hate the unicorn shot but other than that uh, it's been great i haven't seen 2049 never checked it out really really no well let 
let me take this yeah. time to say in some ways it's better not better because the original set a standard but like there's certain things it does with the characters and kind of the emotional beats that are i think stronger than in the original hmm. you know yeah yeah it carries um, the torch well for sure blade runner one of my all-time favorite movies i just love the aesthetic of it and um Blade Runner 2049, I thought even when that was getting made, I was like, Denis Villeneuve, the director, I'm a big fan of him. So like he was the perfect person to like take that project on. And I'm just glad it turned out as well as it did. And they even got Harrison Ford to come back. Uh, Hell yeah. So yeah, it's amazing. It feels like he tried harder in 2049 than he did in the original. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and really kind of it. he's in his trying mode because that's after Force Awakens, where I think he's kind of given his best performance he's done in, what, 50 years? So it's like they were going to sure. kill him. Yeah. He's like, thank he God. He came back for Indiana Jones. He came back for Star that's Wars. He, he might as well come back and do a good performance for Blade Runner. And then right, Air Force Air One, Force One two. two, Air Force One two, <laughs> Air Force Two, <laughs> yeah. I'm still a president. <laughs> yeah. Where's um, my other son? <laughs> and uh, I should say, you know, Batista, great little role for Batista yes. in that movie, right? In the opening scene, yeah, no spoilies. Yeah, yeah, and I had seen Guardians job. of the Galaxy, and he was great in that too. But that's what really made me think, wow, Batista for a former wrestler, he's really a great actor. Like I'd say, like. Pro- probably my favorite wrestler turned actor that I can think of like better than the rock for me. Like he's just such a good hundred percent nail any role. And we're, we're waiting on fast nine to see John Cena. (laughs) Yes. But for now, (laughs) that'll be the one that turns us off. (laughs) God, John Cena is so good. Way more, way more importantly, uh, John Cena is hosting a new season of wipeout on, on TNT or TBS or one of our shows. Look, wipeout is back and John Cena is there. He's in that Mountain Dew commercial. Yeah, he's doing great. Man. He loves Mountain Dew. He's on Wipeout. Can you see me now? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, so sci-fi has been kind of a big thing for us. Like, we even started watching um, this Netflix show called Sisyphus, which it's a Korean sci-fi series. It has to do with time travel and shady government agencies and, you know... Stuff like that. So that's a Netflix original that we've been watching. It's a series, and it releases weekly. So, uh, yeah, it's we've been title. all over the sci-fi yeah, train lately. Yeah, to we've piggyback on that. Oh, oh no, if you're going to piggyback, go for it. And then we'll I was going to say, on the joke. subject of sci-fi, uh, you know, I've been watching a sci-fi show as well. Um, so I can I'm mention shocked. that. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I've been it? wanting to bring this one up um, for a while, and I've mentioned it before, but The Expanse, right? I think uh, this is the best new sci-fi show that I've seen in like 20 years, like since, you know, Battlestar Galactica or whatever, like um, The Expanse. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's a great show. And, you know, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, I think, when I was only in maybe the second season. Now I'm in the fourth season. And I got to say, like each season, like I thought seasons one and two were good, but then season three it like jumps in quality and then season four jumps even more in quality. And it's just like each season gets progressively better. And it's so different from, from where it starts in season one that, you know, you're thinking about Thomas Jane with his, you know, cool guy haircut going around yeah. trying to solve a crime. <laughs> so I like it's about. so far from, from, from that in season three, like uh, the, the world just gets expanded so much. Is um, he still on it? <laughs> No, well, not to spoil too much, but uh, Thomas Jane is oh. not in it too much past the, you know, the midpoint of season two. So I don't want to spoil what happens mm. to him and that kind of thing. But to, I'll give you a brief um, 
just a brief synopsis to try to make you interested. But basically, what the show is really about, it takes a while to get to what it is really about. But what it is really about is the human race. Uh, the it's it's the the story of first contact with alien life and what would happen in the near future if we did you know discover hum, uh, alien life and what the implications of that would be. And there's all these different political it's factions. About aliens. Yeah, I mean it's uh, basically the they there's this this technology they discover called the proto molecule, and it has like crazy wide ranging implications for different things. But each season is so different, and it's just hard to explain. But the but the ensemble cast grows and is just like expands in scope to the point where they're on like a different planet now, trying to like colonize this planet, and it's like insane how how different this show is season to season but it remains you know keeps the quality so yeah yeah and that that season one thomas jane stuff is very blade runner you know like yes. he's yes. underground in the neon bars drinking too much what's what's the mystery right now like as you said it's expanded or expansed because um, you said you watched it Mike, right I watched up to the, the beginning of the third season. So I'm not as far as Jacob, but I did enjoy that first part. Yeah. I'll probably jump back on now. For normie listeners, just to kind of break it down. Well, it's it's uh, this is my question as well. It's it's a show that was on sci-fi originally, right? Yes. Goes to it Amazon. Yes. Yeah, so it was canceled after season three on sci-fi. And then it was brought back by Amazon because of the fan response uh, to its cancellation. So season four on is produced by Amazon and there's a noticeable jump in quality actually of like, you know, they're putting more money into it seems like because uh, after season four, but uh, to answer your question, Joe, there's uh, going to be six seasons total. There's five seasons out now. The next season will be the last season. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is interesting because they're still writing the books and there's going to be like nine books in the series, but they're cutting the show off after six. So they're not going to tell the whole book story, but I think that's okay. Um, But the main characters that it follows is the crew of the Rosinante, which are four, you know, four crew members that get wrapped up in this whole uh, multi-factional power struggle with the proto-molecule. And um, the captain of that is played by Stephen Strait, who you might remember have you, if you've ever saw that movie, 10,000 B.C. Oh, no shit. That's not inspiring a lot for me, buddy. <laughs> no, no, but uh, yeah, that's the thing he was best known for before this, sure. but now he's kind of become more known for this. But mostly not... Stephen Strait from 10,000 B.C.? <laughs> but uh no you just gotta watch it because it's got Straight a great ensemble cast and even with uh you know the un uh, secretary general is played by uh this lady named shora agdashlu i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly but she's a she's an older iranian actress and she's great oh, she's she has a like, crazy voice right she's got a very yeah, unique yeah, yeah. voice very it's iconic got, character it's like actress. vocal fry uh but very very cool uh very cool performance by her and uh, just really a great ensemble that gets added to, you know, over the season. So I really just want to say like, if you like Battlestar Galactica, if you like space operas of any kind, like really give the expanse a try because I think it's just like the best sci-fi that's come around in a while. You're kind of the King. I mean, Jacob serialized sci-fi. When I look at you, Star Trek, the hundred, um, uh, the expanse, you know, um, uh, 
what, what's it called? Ba- Battlestar. Uh, I'm shocked you've never done yeah. Battle Babylon Five. Um, I was actually going to start watching Babylon Five because you can watch it on HBO now. I watched the pilot and it was good, but I don't know if I'm going to like commit to the whole. But what's interesting about Babylon Five, real quick? Guess who's in it? Tamlin Tomita from The Karate Kid Two. So oh, uh, apparently she's right. a little pilot. She Star got, Trek Picard. Yeah, oh, that's cool. But apparently she got replaced after the pilot. So I don't know if I'm going to wow. stay with that show. But there's a lot also of parallels a controversy. To yeah, like that some of the design documents maybe were leaked from producers to the creators without them knowing because they yes. saw. It's possible that DS9 actually stole some some ideas from Babylon Five, and they were kind of airing concurrently in the '90s. So, yeah, a lot of that's another story for another time. <laughs> Um, sci-fi seems to be a big staple. Joe, we haven't heard from you yet, though, on your whatcha. Let's let's oh, get around um, the turn I'll tell you, here. We, we went the the other way. So from from dragons, sci-fi finally? to uh, <laughs> no no Joe never. hates dragons. Uh, never. <laughs> we went down to New Mexico and watched all of Breaking Bad because Cassie had never seen it before. Um, oh, down to the eight. So that was. Yeah, so we we finished the whole series, and then I watched uh, El Camino for the first time. Um, Very cool. And now we're watching Better Call Saul. Okay, so what did you think of El Camino? Because I I watched that a while back. I did not like it, man. I felt like that could have been... uh, I felt it was way too long. Like It it was two hours, and I feel like it could have been 40 minutes. I thought it it was nice to see, you know, Jesse's story continue, but it wasn't necessarily... It wasn't necessary, but it was it was nice to have, I think. All the time we spend with Jesse Plemons is so wasted, in my opinion. Like, you just, like, one, he doesn't look the same as when he was no. on the show. He so just got fat to, like, for that right. summer. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's older than he was then. So it's yeah. like, it just doesn't make sense. And right. I always thought, so like, Aaron his Paul, character yeah. is, I yeah. always thought his character is just, like, wildly inconsistent. You know what I mean? Like, mm. he just goes from, like, Oh, I'm really conflicted about what I'm doing. I'm not going to kill Jesse, even though I was asked to kill Jesse. Oh, like, I feel bad about the things I did. But also, like, shoots that kid point blank, shoots uh, Jesse's girl, you know, point blank. Like, I don't know. I just felt like he was one of those characters that uh, just was, like, really inconsistent. And this did not flesh that out or make it better for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I liked the flashbacks with Kristen Ritter and Mike and uh, Hank. Or not Hank, uh, Walt. Like, I loved all yeah. of those flashbacks, but, like, the ones with Jesse, and that's where we spend most of the movie. And, like, we also, like, I feel like they just, like, added a villain because they needed a villain because all of Jesse's people that he'd get revenge on were dead. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad I watched it right after we finished because it is kind of nice to see. It's like, yeah, he 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 got away. He he made it. Like that's God. great. Like, you do get to see Badger and Skinny Pete again. And- yes, it would have yes. been cool to spend a little more time with Badger and Skinny Pete. Uh, yeah, like yeah. it just felt like where they were like, okay, we need little cameos from everyone so far. Right. It's like, like a short movie tie-in they released with Badger and Skinny Pete. It's like, no, put that fucking shit in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's just- definitely. Uh, the least necessary part of the Breaking Bad, you know, universe, but it's kind of just like a fan favorite to bring it back and be like, oh, what's everyone doing now? And like, um, so I understand like it's, you know, it's not, it's not great, but I think it's, I thought it was fun, you know, it's, it doesn't it's ruin worth Breaking watching. Bad for me. No, it yeah. doesn't ruin it at all. And like, you know, it's good to see Jesse get an, an ending that is deserved, um, which is, you know, like probably the only person in all of Breaking Bad who gets an ending that's like, 
you know, not doom and gloom. Um, right. Yeah. So, and I, like, I, I, no, yeah, I agree. I think, I think it's a little like the series for me ends when Jesse is laugh, crying, driving away from the compound. Right. That is right. perfect for me. It's visceral. Right. But then the, the, uh, El Camino is kind of like an epilogue, you know, like yeah. if you want to continue reading, it, it adds a little bit more, but I think the way the series ends as a TV show is perfect, but totally. you know, it's worth checking out if you like that universe and those characters. I just feel like it could have added the things it needed to add in a lot shorter than two hours and two minutes. Like it felt like it should have been 45 minutes to an hour is like, you know, the, the Breaking Bad epilogue, El Camino, like, you know, it could have just been that it didn't have to, it, it felt a little forced with the length, right. like, but... But now you're watching Better Call Saul. Yeah, now you're watching Better Call Saul, which I had only seen season one before. Um, I had not seen past season one, so I'm enjoying uh, spending some time with Mike. And, you know, there's a lot of great characters there, too. So Bob Odenkirk's the king. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, and And I think that's a show uh, that um, even, you know, kind of rivals Breaking Bad in quality. Uh, You know, I need to catch up on the last couple, the last season, but uh, I think that show really can stand on its own. Um, And it's kind of amazing that they were able to make a prequel based on just the lawyer character, Saul, and, but make it work so well. And they really flesh out Saul way more, you know? Well, and like every character that they, because one of the strengths of Breaking Bad is like every character is great. Every character is so fascinating. And the fact that they were able to, like carry that over into Better Call Saul, I think is like really impressive that it's like, oh, people like Mike, let's tell Mike's story with Saul's story. Like, okay, we need to show some other characters and like having Breaking Bad so fresh in my mind and then starting Better Call Saul, it was just so great. Like, you know, like the third episode or maybe it might even be the second episode you see, uh, you know, the guy uh, from season one of Breaking Bad, like it's just, uh, there's some really great tie-ins and uh, yeah. it's been Tuco? a really satisfying watch. Tuco, yeah, you get a lot Tuco, of the, yeah. the, the drug gang. Okay, yeah, that guy was great. T.O., yeah. the uncle. Was yeah, you find out why he's in a wheelchair. You know, you find out everything you wanted to know oh, about yeah. um, these characters. To the point where it, it almost gets to be like, oh, now we're introducing this character from Breaking Bad, but it still works somehow. So wink! Gotta give it that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's yes. definitely, there's definitely a, a wink to it, but uh, I don't know. Hey, Ma, I, I really are we eating it. Los Pollos Hermano tonight? <laughs> wink! And I'll tell you, yeah. fucking uh, Giancarlo Esposito is in everything. Like, we watched, uh, we threw on Monkey totally. Bone, which is on uh, HBO Max. Totally, we watched, yeah. Brandon Fraser. Monkey Bone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, everything Brandon Fraser, always. Uh, but fucking Giancarlo Esposito shows up in that as Hypno, <laughs> the sleep god. And I was oh, like... Yeah. We took a break from Breaking Bad after finishing Mandalorian to watch uh, this Monkey Bone movie where right. John Carlo shows up as the god Hypnos. Like, I think everywhere. he's great, but uh, he almost has been kind of typecast now where he's playing the, the stern villain role in a lot Jacob, of Jacob, it's, it's the like, Christoph Waltz the where it's like, you know, yeah. they nailed it as the villain so well. Let him do other interesting stuff. I don't need fan right. cast where it's like, well, what if Giancarlo Esposito was Lex Luthor? Can you imagine? It's like, yeah, he was the bad guy in Breaking Bad. I can't imagine yeah. that. Even the I can new imagine Far him Cry doing game. He does well. Yeah, I saw the trailer for the new Far Cry game that they're doing, and he's like sure. going to be the the big villain. The boys. Uh, yeah, the boys. Mandalorian. Exactly. Yeah. So give him, you know, give him some other roles maybe. But he is great some as a villain. So you can't deny that. 
Yeah, very, very talented indeed. And is Hypno the Sleep God. Yeah, Hypno That's the right. Sleep God in Monkey Bone. What a Thanks. what a classic movie. You guys you guys love Monkey Bone? You like stop motion animation? Monkey uh, Bone? Hell yeah, dude. I've seen it once, maybe, and that's one more time than I've, I've seen, seen it once uh, a year, Mike. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, a, year, okay. it's a trip, man. It's a trip. It's on HBO Max. Go check it out. Uh, but that's I'm, that's I'm all I've been watching. George of the Jungle side. <laughs> that's right. I've read the uh, read some cool stuff. The Last Ronin, that TMNT book I pitched a while that's back. Right, yeah. still rolling, still great. Uh, you get to see what April O'Neil is up to now, and meet casey jones daughter so that's great wow uh there's a new arc that just started in the batman comic where scarecrow is going to be the main villain uh it's mm. the issue that kicks it all off is called a cowardly lot i'm pretty excited to see where that goes and uh colin what they're doing with robin right now him and batman like got in a fight they had a falling out or whatever and he's going back to the league of shadows to take it over to replace oh. to, you know to become the demon's that's head so cool I so hate to cut you off here, Joe, and to to leave my other boys behind here. But, Joe, we do a CW update minute where I will text you when I'm watching those DC (laughs) uh, CW shows. Normies, on our last Whatcha, I was telling Joe I checked out Batgirl, or Batwoman, I apologize. Um, And the first thing uh, about it that struck me crazy was her weakness to the suit was kryptonite. Now, I want to give you an update to that, Joe. She has, since I have said that, been shot by a kryptonite bullet, which has pierced the suit, and is now suffering kryptonite poisoning, which is slowly killing her. Again, on a Batman show is that she is airing. or what? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, just, I, don't, got, I don't get it. You've man. got a whole Superman show on the other That's thing, weird. which is dope, by the way. Superman yeah, and so Lois. Yeah, I've been hearing good things recommend. about that. Superman and Lois. Um, I, you know, I, Jacob, I watch real TV for it. I sit down, I turn the antenna on, I watch commercials. It's the only wow. one of those I do that for. Wow. I fucking high recommend. And so this this uh, Superman was first introduced in the Supergirl show, right? And mm-hmm. it's the same actor. And they are completely pretending like none of that occurred. <laughs> it, there wow. are different Lex Luthors. There are, it doesn't matter a lick of a minute I if thought you never watched any of I thought because she was from a different, a parallel universe, right? From the Flash, the main Flash. Sure, they Yeah, because are. that show started on CBS. It was right. a CBS show before it was a CW show. So it took place in a different universe. And then they had their Infinite Crisis event that melded all of them together. And like... I think only Still three people matter. remember. Yeah, that it's, that it's, boy, they don't care about it at all, Joe. It's you know, mm. there's not going to be a flash. It, to my knowledge, it seems like they are trying to keep this as pure as possible because they know the power behind it. It's one of those things where it was supposed to be on that DC Universe app that obviously got destroyed and swallowed up by HBO Max. It's not an HBO Max exclusive, but. Warner Max or, you know, whatever conglomerate they call their digital division is pumping up the cash for it and it has a low episode count. So they keep Mm. the graphics up like crazy and it's just got very adult writing with drama and stakes. Joe and Jacob, one of our favorite things to do is to laugh at a Flash style Hey, can I talk to you in the hallway for a second? <laughs> you know, like the, the power <laughs> yeah. of CW to be like, hey, Barry, can boys, I talk dude. to you in the hallway for a minute? And Superman and Lois, there'll be characters who are like, actually, can I talk to you outside? And they'll say, no, you can talk to me right here. <laughs> and then they'll just like open up at each other. It almost feels like they are parodying uh, CW shows. I just, sure. I, I truly love it so much. 
That's amazing. You know, uh, Bitter Script Reader is on the, the staff for that show. Really? Oh. Wow, that's yeah. huge. Well, I've seen some clips, and uh, you know that that actor seems like a great uh, great at portraying Clark Kent and Superman, and it seems like they nailed uh, Superman a little more than uh, you know, little ZS maybe. That's right. But so, uh, just give me <laughs> Jensen Ackles as Batman in this this CW verse. Just give me I, a Batman, give me a Batman coming and in. Why not? I, again, I, they could. I, I think they're not going to acknowledge any of the other stuff. But okay, so we're talking comic books a little bit. Those are comic book properties. We wrapped up WandaVision. Normies, go back and check that out. We've got some really cool Falcon Winter Soldier coming up, all that stuff. Obviously, the big comic book thing is going to be Zack Snyder's Justice League next week. That's our next episode, Normies. We're very I'm excited for it. I'm Thoughts prepping, just. Prepping my body. Just, Thoughts in the air right now, guys, as you are getting your body ready for a four-hour movie, Jacob, that's R-rated, where Superman probably says, fuck you, and then Batman <laughs> yeah. says, fuck yeah. you back. Are you excited, uh, buddy? Uh, Superman I, does a fucking line of cocaine, and Batman puts a cigarette out on Lois This is We live in a society, as he blows his brains out. <laughs> no, you know what? I First of all, one. I'm hearing reports that that Joker does not actually say we live in a society in the movie, oh, which means spoilers, dog. only did that I'll just to put table. it in the trailer, just for the meme purposes. But uh, what? What? we live in a society. Material. But I legit am excited. I am, you know, there's plenty of memes to be had, but I think, you know, I don't think it's going to be a, a good movie, a great movie, anything like that. But I think it's going to be a Zack Snyder movie. And I'm looking forward to, you know, if there's one thing he's good at, it's, you know, sometimes, you know, he's got some good visuals. He's got a good, an eye for visuals. Um, so it's going to be an extravaganza and I'm excited for it. I do think it's going to be better than the Frankenstein monster of the theatrical yes. cut. So I will just say yeah. that. And I was preparing, you know, I might watch Batman versus Superman, the ultimate edition again, and uh, just to prep and then. I was thinking about watching like Infinity War and Endgame just to compare, you know, compare and contrast. Mm. Interesting. So we'll see how much of those I get to, but uh, I'm excited for it, man. With zero sense of irony, I am actually really excited for this. It's a four hour long movie. movie. You love Batman. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to get a pizza and I'm going to get a 12 pack and I'm going to finish the whole pizza and the 12 pack over the course of a four hour movie because it is a four hour movie. Um, five out of five like stars. I just can't wait until there's going to be like, you know, like a slowed down version of like Mambo number five or some shit like that <laughs> playing over a battle scene. Like I, yeah. I really think it's just going to be uh, insane. But like, no, I'm yeah, also, I'm also some... kind of here for it, man. I'm not like, I'm not going totally. in to mock it. I'm really going into. No, me uh, either. I think it's going to be fun. Movie. I don't All think right, it's so... going to be amazing or life changing, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. No, and this is this I'm is sure. not a joke at all. Like, there is a line where Batman will say, "I don't care how many demons and how many hills he's fought. He's <laughs> never fought us." That's like, yes, okay, yes, yeah. we love. Christ I'm excited like, to see uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor again. Oh, I hope not, Mike. Now, set up your situation. We're going to reiterate this for the next episode, but but tease it right yes. now because I do want normies to know this. So I've never seen Batman versus Superman or Justice Amazing. League. Or um, have you seen or Man of Steel? Not Man of Steel. Suicide Squad. Have, you have not seen a not Zack Suicide Snyder Squad. verse. You've seen Wonder Woman eighty four. <laughs> <And Birds laughs> well, I've seen Wonder Woman. 
Aquaman, yes. Birds of Prey, and Wonder Woman 84. Wow. I haven't seen wow. any of the main... You've seen the best I've movies. I've only seen the peripheral films. Oh, Shazam? Did you hey, see Shazam? I would argue. I did, and I saw Didn't Shazam. Didn't see Suicide yeah. Squad. You've seen the you best. Birds of Prey. So you've seen all the best Batman movies. Batman or Superman in it. That is fascinating, <laughs> dude. How have you gone... How have you navigated through life without seeing these... DCEU trade me lives. <laughs> well, when I yeah, when I encounter a situation, <laughs> right? Well, a lot of people live in a society, but I like to think <laughs> that I might not. And when I encountered a situation where I found myself at a movie theater with the option to pay my money for a ticket for that movie, I simply did not. Wow. Um, I, I'm not a huge DC fan. I think that's been on the podcast. Sure. I'm not even that big of a comic fan. Uh, I like. Zack Schneider uh, enough, uh, but I'm not crazy. You know, I like 300 and I like Dawn of the Dead. Sure. You know? um, yeah. But I'm excited to see it blind, having no, you know, like I said, I'm not going into shit on it because I know nothing about the original except they were like mixed reactions. Did you see right, Watchmen? I did see Watchmen, yeah. Okay. See, you know, I'm familiar yeah, with Zack Snyder. Watchmen, stuff. Sucker I think Punch. Sucker Punch is one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> it's really bad, but it's got some owls. crazy action. But it's scenes. good yes. visuals. Yeah, it's got good but visuals. It, it, the end Look, of it results to a bloody we're gonna get into globe, but anyway, my we'll old thing. Did he make a movie episode. about an owl? Before yeah, the, the Guardians of Gahul. The Owls of Gahul. Zack Snyder yeah. is two directors oh, okay. to me. You know, Zack Snyder is J.J. Abrams. If you look at it, they've almost got the exact same career. They've both only done one original movie, Super 8 and um, Sucker Punch. And otherwise, they've just adapted crazy things. They care more about the visual storytelling than the actual storytelling itself. But I also came to this conclusion the other day. He is Jock Tim Burton in the same way that movies used to say from the imagination of Tim Burton. Do you guys remember when things were sold that way? What are the director gets from the imagination of? Well, I'll tell you from visionary director Zack Snyder. That is the only people that are summed up that way. And one is the aesthetic of a goth. The other is the aesthetic of a guy who's done too much steroids. And you kind of just have to decide which one you like. And if they don't click for you, it's because it's fundamentally what they are. So, Well, he did describe uh, Sucker Punch as Alice in Wonderland with machine guns. So, <laughs> that's, very yeah. that's the most Zack Snyder thing when, I've ever when heard. I, yeah. When I went to that movie, the marquee you know, above the door to go into the actual theater was like shortened because it was a 3D. So it couldn't say the whole name of the title. It suck just said punch. suck. Good. No, it just said suck. Good. 3D. I'm glad. Okay. I love it. You think about it. I love it. I've just seen the League. extended cut of Sucker Punch. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, no one should have to sit through that. But um, it's just a video game. When you think anyway. about the theatrical cut of Justice League, apparently, you know, only th- I don't know how true this is, but apparently, like th- only thirty minutes of Zack Snyder footage was in that version, and uh, everything else for this has been reshot or you know taken from the cutting room floor or whatever. But um, I'm just excited to see what it's going to be like. Um, it's going to be four I hours. Do them both. <laughs> do them both back to back. I can't. Even uh, that would be mm. insane. That would be insane. I don't know, I but you. I think a lot of the things that didn't work about the the original cut was the Joss Whedon stuff. So I don't know if this is going to be like. Oh, because you I'm love not... the villain Steppenwolf. You love any movie about a gray monster trying to get three. <laughs> well, that's boxes. the thing is that they're putting in it's, armor, it's, the main though. villain is Dark Side. It's not Steppenwolf, right? Steppenwolf okay, is. But, yeah. So yeah, it's I'm not like, trying to shit on it. But it's like, like the it, DC it, Thanos, I know, but it's like, yeah. you know, so 
it's not it, to compare it to Marvel. It's going to be difficult because it's like, how do you compare it to Inf- Infinity War and Endgame? Everything doesn't need to be compared to Marvel. Like they're right. different types of movies. Darkseid is a better character than Thanos. Like he's got totally. more interesting stories. Um, like I'm here for it, but it just like it doesn't it feels like it needs to have an asterisk next to it like you can't say like this is the cut we were always supposed to get when you like shot an extra scene just to put in the trailer where he does a meme and the meme didn't exist when you <laughs> oh, man, supposedly right. had that movie yeah. on the cutting room floor and the new you know look I mean? of the joker is like insane oh, but boy. everyone is christ in Zack snyder movies like everyone yeah. is jesus really and when everyone the... is jesus no one is jesus right i thought superman was the only jesus but apparently no. not now joker oh, wow. is jesus <laughs> joker but I, you know, I've said it before. I was always a DC fan growing up. I loved the animated Justice League, um, and even to this day, I love the DC animated movies. I love the Young Justice. Um, so I, I've always wanted to see good DC movies. I don't know if this will be that, but you know, I like Batman. I like the Flash. Uh, I'm not so sure about this iteration of the Flash, but uh, he'll we'll choke see. you out in the <laughs> parking lot if you get too close. Yeah, to him. apparently. Uh, I'll tell you, like, one thing you can guarantee is it will be a DC movie. Uh, and it will be a DC movie that you haven't seen before. So, well, yeah, and, that's, and that's in quarantine living, that's points, baby. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is the most interesting thing about it, I think, is that Zack Snyder is now saying this is the last thing he's going to do in the DCEU. Yes. WB is saying this, but now the whole thing is hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Oh, and people think that the Snyder fanboys think that the reaction to this is going to be so big that they're going to force. WB to just release a whole new but slew can't tell you of DC movies. Even with that Snyder. is a lie from Zack Snyder because he says, "Oh, I'm also releasing something called the Justice's Gray Cut. It's the four-hour-long version of Justice League in black and white. How I've originally wanted as well. You can't say Great. nine different things or how you originally wanted something. That is not. <laughs> Look, how I that always works. wanted the Joker to say we live in a society. Okay, it's, it's so it's just, I, but these you know, people think I, that you know restore the Snyderverse. They're going to I think those. The air cut of Suicide Squad. No, that's never going to happen. Jacob Gunn is doing the new Suicide Squad. Jacob, release the teeth cut. I want to see Sonic's original body. You know, at this point, (laughs) this is bullshit. I think (laughs) as fans, we should always be able to decide what movies get released. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not the creators. It should be up (laughs) to us. It should be up to us. But the yeah. creator doesn't get five chances to make one movie. It's amazing. It's, it's redo Game of Thrones season eight. This is Batman vs Superman. It's everything I ever wanted. But also, here's the director's cut of Batman vs Superman. But that's not really amazing. what I wanted. What I really wanted right. was the, the ultimate, ultimate cut. cut. Yeah. It's yeah. like dog. Like you get one movie. Well, it's like Blade that's Runner. Blade get. Runner had you know four different cuts or yes. whatever. A million cuts. And I am not defending that either. You get yeah. one movie. Like that's mm-hmm. it. I'm not watching like. Same goes for the Donner cut. Like, I'm not watching 10 different cuts of a movie. Like, you you get yeah. one. And if there's a big interference, maybe you get two. You don't get to, like, make three different cuts of every movie you make until people like it's it. It's not going to work. Right. The air cut is well, never going to happen. Get over it, people. James Gunn's making a new DLC. Suicide Squad. Go watch that. But you can't say, like, release the Snyder Cut and then, like, go back and shoot, you know, a couple million dollars worth of footage. 70. And, like, 70 million. Characters. Like, that's not, uh, I don't know. I guess that's a debate for another episode after it I've is. lived in a society. And we'll say this. 
It's a debate that the Academy won't be making. This is a film that is not going to be up for Academy Awards, unlike, as we are currently recording this episode, the list has just dropped. Normies, you've got this for a day now, but we're going to do some quick reactions to just some Oscar movies. got a, a broad field this year guys i mean I, there's so many movies released such strong uh, competitions <laughs> right <laughs> it's, i'll be honest with you i i said i did those 90 tv shows earlier i have not watched like sad movies let alone new sad movies i have yeah, not seen sorry, any yeah, oscar happening. films I, I think we're all in the same content. boat there um you know i took a look look at the list of the nominations it's you know obviously it's it's been a down year for movies i don't know why maybe there's this little thing called a pandemic going on but um mm. and i think some of the movies that were nominated probably wouldn't have been nominated in a stronger year uh but like so you, let's just look at best picture right yeah. what what's nominated here well so okay i have not so colin's not seen any of these i have only seen one of these uh i've seen two okay but some other ones I am very interested to see. Um, Promising Young Woman, I hear, is, is supposed to be very good, so I want to see that. Uh, the Sound of Metal, uh, Nomadland. A lot of these are available for, on streaming, too, so I'm definitely going to check them out at some point, and maybe by the next Watcha that we do, I'll have seen some more of these. Um, the one I have seen, I'll tell you, was not very good, and that was the Chicago 7, direct, the directorial that is one debut of, mine as well. of Aaron Sorkin. Wow. Um, Really, uh, not a good movie, honestly, and I think in a stronger year it would not have been nominated for Best Picture. I'm kind of surprised. Apparently, it's like one of the front runners, and I just don't know what people are. And they snub him, Jacob. Aaron Sorkin doesn't even get the nom as a as a director for his his. Well, uh, he shouldn't. I mean, it's basically a stage play that was was filmed. So, um, but you know, he's known as a writer. Well, so was Twelve Angry Men, but that's a much better courtroom procedural than this could ever hope to be. Yes. Sure. And I'll say my main problem with this is, uh, so, you know, I was, I was an Aaron Sorkin fan when I was younger, but over time I've kind of thought, you know, <laughs> I just remember you know, when like, I was reading like, Noam Chomsky yeah. in Newsroom. I was eight years old and I was super Look, into the West Wing. And talks. No, when I was, a, when I was a teen in my early twenties and such, I was more of a, more of a, I was Aaron a teen Sorkin in my fan. early twenties, <laughs> but, um, over time, I've kind of gotten like you know he's he's overrated. He's not that good. Um, every every Aaron Sorkin character is just Aaron Sorkin. Um, you know, like he just writes himself into characters, and everything is kind of filtered through his like you know neoliberal bullshit morality. Uh, which, the, if you know anything about the Chicago Seven, like you know um, Abby Hoffman and all that, they were not like so. There's a line where. Sasha Baron Cohen, as Abby Hoffman says, like, oh, I believe in revolution. We we do revolution every four years when we go to the, the ballots. Like, fuck you. Like, no, Abby Hoffman would not fucking say that. Um, it's just, it's insulting, I feel like, to like the historical. I'm not an Abby Hoffman expert. I just know the movie was pretty boring as far as courtroom. And and like the motivations of the, of the riot start, like they were trying to say that they all conspired to start a riot, that that's the charge against these seven people who were yeah. kind of there for unrelated reasons. Just it, not, nothing really sticks for me. And so like you said, in another year, this would not even be in contention. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like he took a, a historical event and left out some of the actual best lines that they mm. actually said. 
and it's just yeah his 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 politics are just you know rich liberal elite um you know hollywood liberal to to put it like to put it a certain way like it's it's you know these were these were hippies these were anarchists they were not um you know you know they were not supporting the 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 um democratic establishment you know what i'm saying like it's just it's ridiculous so um aaron sorgan was not the right person to tell this story um sasha baron cohen i think he's a good actor but um no, he's playing a 24-year-old, and he's, like, in his 40s. Oh. Like, <laughs> sure, no, I didn't wow. know. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's no so. Borat, too, huh? And what, we got Newt's commander in this movie, too, right? Uh, With an American Southern accent? Yes, yes. And, and oh, you know I love me some Newt's commander. And then the Newt's Joseph Gordon-Levitt character, it's like they make him, like, oh, yeah, he's, like, the, you know, he's the Republican that's, like, sympathetic to their cause. That's bullshit. Like, the real guy that was like the prosecutor, he was like a racist piece of shit. So like, that's, it's totally ahistorical. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's not a good movie. So, but apparently that's one of the front runners for best picture. I don't know. Oh, what we're <laughs> well, so Colin, you saw none of these, Joe, have you seen any of these? I, I have zero interest in most of them is like kind yeah. of my thing. Like, I, I don't know, man, like after a year of like being, inside and not being able to like have a good time i'm not gonna watch something that's designed to not give me a good time and you know like i always kind of balance it out where it's like well i'm gonna watch all these movies because you know i shouldn't just watch like big popcorn movies and things like that and like this year it's like i don't know man fuck it like i'll take my big popcorn movies for now like yeah yeah the ones i definitely want to check out is Sound of Metal, which is on Amazon, I think. Totally. Uh, Promising Young Woman, which isn't available from streaming unless you want to rent it. So that one I might have to wait a little bit on. Um, and uh, Nomadland, uh, which Chloe Zhao is getting a lot of buzz. She's doing The Eternals, Marvel's Eternals. Um, so that's definitely one I'm interested in checking out. Uh, um, yeah. No, I just some of the ones who who we haven't mentioned yet. The father had no idea what that's about. Judas and the Black Messiah. No, that's idea what another that's one about. I want to check out. That's about Looks Fred Hampton. Good, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, the assassination Maine? of Fred Hampton. So, and that's got Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya, oh, two well, actors who are really good, and they were both nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And then also, I want to shout out you, Stephen Yoon. Yep. First Asian American to be nominated for Best Actor, and Riz Ahmed, first Muslim to be nominate for best that's actor, the so. best yeah i just wanted to throw and, it to um, joe for a uh animation look you know the two pixar films that are nominated the um onward you know the the fantasy soul. story that they did and soul which was obviously like a crazy big hit or whatever did you check out both of those joe uh soul yes onward no soul yes um, interesting i saw soul as well and i thought it was great i think that's a lock to win the best animated picture for you would sure. think yeah. Onward, I did not get the same buzz. I did not see it, but it didn't. It doesn't it's seem weird like a typical Pixar. Pixar's eating their lunch by making these movies. Mike, did you see either of those? No, I I wanted to stay with real humans and mention Minari because I did see that. Oh, you Wait, did. I did see Minari. And, Minari is the one that I have seen. Then yes, yeah, and and you know we first of all Steve Yun first uh, Asian American nominated best Hooray. actor, and then we had uh, you know. Um, Pat Morita nominated for Karate Kid for supporting actor right. back in the day. Yay. Listen to that episode. But Minari, I saw it right, and um, not that again. Not super impressed. It's like a, it. a summation of the life story of the director. So it's a lot of real life scenes, but it's 
I don't think in another year, right? It's, right. it's decent. Yeah, again, but, another, but it's not a like a transformative year. work. It's quiet. And but there's uh, only eight. My only I note think... for it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. People know that just the point is Minari is a, a type of water drop root. And, and the whole point is it, it grows anywhere. So the idea is you can take your family from Los Angeles to Alabama or wherever the hell they go, or your grandmother comes from Korea. And as long as you can set your roots, the Minari is able to grow and flourish there. It's about family okay. and like the, the strength of the plant being able to grow no matter where you take it. Mm. Right. And that's kind of the theme, but right. you know, yeah, that's definitely one I want to check out and I'm very happy for Steven Yoon. Like I never, you know, expected an actor from the walking, walking dead, dead to be nominated <laughs> for an Oscar. Wow. Uh, but I'm very happy for him, as well as Riz Ahmed. Uh, you know, Mahershala Ali was has been has won Best Supporting twice, but uh, he but Riz Ahmed is the first Muslim actor to be nominated for Best Actor, which is amazing. And he's in The Sound of Metal, which is about a metal drummer who starts going deaf. So that looks really interesting to me as mm-hmm. well. The- yeah, and for the animated, I did not see either of those, mm-hmm. but I do hear I have heard very good things about Soul. I just mm-hmm. have not. Soul was great, and again, there's only eight nominated for best picture so it's a weaker year for sure and yeah um yeah but what can you say but what can you do yeah it is what it is but i mean considering green book won just two years ago like hopefully a better movie will win this year but then last year was one of the best winners we had in a while with parasite so one of the best modern movies Yes. Period. It's so well done. So what do yeah. we think is going we'll to win, having not seen most of these? I think Chloe Zhao <laughs> sweeps. I think she gets, you know, her picture. I think Frances McDermott maybe wins Best Actress again. She obviously won for Billboards as well. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I You know, other than that, I, I think it all pretty lines up pretty easily. The one person we didn't mention... The love of our lives, God rest his soul, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I think he's a lock for best actor. I think that's just a yeah. really nice thing that they'll do for him. Mm. It just feels almost like uh, they have to give it to him at this point, right? But um, I mean, obviously, he had a, he was a great actor. Um, he had a great career, sadly cut short. Um, but I think with the, with Nomadland, you know, I watched some of the trailers for these movies that I wasn't. 100% sure what they were about and stuff. Nomadland didn't look the most interesting to me. I mean, it's, you know, Francis McDormand going around being a nomad, I guess. I mean, it looks fine, but... <laughs> uh, in the land? <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't say... It doesn't look scream like best picture to me, but I don't it's, know. I guess it's Song of the year. Times. You know, it seems yeah. like with the homeless crisis that's going on with the world, the fact that it is becoming more and more prevalent, people living in their vehicles, the fact that it's touchy subject matter like that. Chloe Zhao shoots all natural. She shoots these sparse landscapes outside. It's supposedly beautiful cinematography. I don't. I think it's an easy walk away, frankly. Mm. And it did win the Golden Globe. Um, and then, of course, she's doing Eternals. And the buzz about Eternals is that she's doing something they've never seen before and it's going to be it's going to blow your mind <laughs> of course, so i have of no course. idea what that's going to be like but i'm ready for it it's going to be mind-blowing dog i bet you yeah. said it right there it's going to blow your mind <laughs> blow, blow your little minds but and we should no, say yeah, I mean, um sorry um mm-hmm. first time that two women were nominated for best director at the same Hooray. time so overall it's a very All diverse right, year go. which is great um but also just a down year for movies in general i guess that's the best way to right right sum it up Buy your AMC stock now. I am not a financial That's advisor, right. but movie theaters coming back. People are going to get out there. Um, I've never been a huge fan of the Oscars. Ah. It, it does 
feel to me very it's it's the politics of the the thing For you sure. know i mean it's just you're, you're reaching around patting yourself on the shoulder, which a lot yeah. of industries do. The Grammys, like I don't have any love for those kind of award shows, yeah. but I do at least like to see when they get it right, quote unquote, that, you know, artists that I do feel are deserving. I like when I agree with the choice, but I don't really agree with I, the, pageantry the pageantry of it can be fun sometimes. Yeah. Like remember when we were younger, Billy Crystal would always do such a like bang up job hosting the Oscars. That's all I really like I like the monologues saying like that's really yeah. it. The rest of it, I couldn't fucking care less. I would say yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Like I think all award shows are like bullshit, but yes. I think the Oscars have kind of an air of like they're the least bullshit of all of them. Like the Grammys are just like a complete joke. Um, the Golden Globes are basically a joke. So the Oscars to me are the least amount of joke, even though they're all still a joke. But that's the one I would. I care about the most, I guess you could say. Yeah, you guys say they're not getting it right. Mike, our beloved Fury Road got like six out of eight that it was nominated for. Like, you can't tell me that they're not on the Occasionally they get it right. You know, Parasite won. I didn't think, you know, they had it in them to do that, but... Yeah, true. They 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 get it, but I don't need them to love Fury Road for me to know it's one of the best movies of the last ten years. You know what I mean? Right. But it's nice to bet on it or whatever. Don't don't place bets. I'm not a financial advisor. And get it right. You do a pool or whatever. So we'll, we'll see about that. Um, so speaking of placing bets, I want to share something with you guys or something that's a, a low um, probability. So my big whatcha for this episode what? is right what? here. I got Captain oh. yes, Secret five. from us. Normies, normies, oh. normies. What yeah. a surprise. So what, what did, did you, you tell us? Me? What website? Tell us what the process was. <sighs> Who'd you kill? <laughs> yeah. so Who's my was it was getting a UPS. <laughs> um, yeah, I basically, it was Sony Direct. I was on the Twitters that let you know when the queue opens up. Sony wow. has been doing a thing now where you get in line and then once you're there, you know, you do the CAPTCHA, it'll open the store and it'll just randomly assign anybody in the queue a position. So you can't get in early with a robot. It's completely random. So I, I had it on my phone and my desktop. My phone ended up getting a good spot. Wow. I was able to check out. And a week prior, I was pressing place order and it was like, oh, you sold out. So I, God I come damn so it. close. And when did this happen? And got it ripped from me. And then I got it uh, last, last Thursday. Last Thursday. Wow. And it arrived at my house on Saturday. So wow! Is that just the box? Is it set up, or, or have you not even it's set up? It's uh, I, got Demon I, I Souls. Yet to, I got Demon Souls ready to go. I'm going to be playing it tomorrow and starting to learn the speed run. So now we, we have our, our expensive Demon Souls machine ready to go. Huh. There um, you go. But we did it. Backwards compatibility, saga, Mike. You have been playing your beloved Star Wars Squadrons. You've been putting yes, all your I got time a, and faith a new into joystick it. for that. You can do it. In the PS5, and like, does it up res? Does it make yep. it look cooler or whatever? Yeah, I think this plays 60 frames, which the PS4 version didn't. Definitely so, not. so the frame rate's a little bit better for squadrons. And if you have PSVR, it's you know plug and play. So oh if I got God. a PSVR, I could. Well, and they're redoing the uh, they're redoing the PSVR for specifically for the five. Oh my God, nice. that's cool. So wait till that happens. Wow. And then, uh, you know, some other games like uh, Ghost of Tsushima, like I had that for PS4, but never played it. They'll give you the free upgrade to the PS5 version. So I'm going to be playing. uh, It's just going to run. You know, you're not going to hear an airplane in your house anymore like I've got, dude. You're just going to, it's going to be smooth. 
I can't wait the to load times are nice in Demon Souls because playing the speed run on PS3 was a nightmare because it's like a, an entire minute. Okay. So I'm just excited to you know jump in there. Yeah, and, that's and great. Do that. So and I can't wait to that's get my it. My biggest watch. And uh, when I get it, I will be using it to exclusively to play NBA 2K <laughs> and just to get the most accurate sweat <laughs> droplets on the on the player's Ooh, skin. So only only like NBA 2K 2017 streaming on PlayStation Now. That's that's what I'll be playing on my PS5. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> But no, I'm, I, I would not mind having one of those eventually. Oh, I mean, I can't get the vaccine, let alone a PS5, baby. I'm about to have some Biden bucks to burn. Give me that yeah, PS5. I had to trade my vaccine away. <laughs> yeah, they said, do you want one or the what other? Do you want? Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, since November, I've been trying constantly. God so damn. we finally did it. I'm happy so. for you, buddy. Wow. Congrats. You did it. And now I have a piece of plastic capitalism. <laughs> did it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How about you guys gaming? Any any gaming you got in before we uh, get out of here on this whatcha? Uh, well, Colin and I, we've been begin big gaming a little bit. Um, we we've have. been on a uh, private Minecraft server run by uh, our friend of the show. Uh, he's probably listening to this right now. Adam, right? We can shout him out. Shout out um, to Elegant mm-hmm. Weapon. Check out his Elegant streams. Weapon. He's doing some uh, squadrons with Mike as well. Cargo Bay too on on Tuesdays. They're opening card yes, packs. Yes, and I've on tuned Tuesdays. in, and it's it's a lot of fun. He he opens all these, he's got all these different card packs, and they spin a wheel, and they open these different <laughs> packs, and you can also enter a, a raffle to win a card. So what? check we that out. We have enough raffles normies. or wheels on normies like <laughs> us. We we promise we'll get yeah, there for you. Yeah. It's a whole presentation. Um, but we've been playing uh, a little vanilla Minecraft, and it's been a blast. Um, we just did a virtual bar crawl where everyone so had much you know, their different houses. They made little home bars, and we all went from, from place to place in the game. And then we were also drinking in real life, you know, chatting on Discord. And <laughs> That's it was great. A good, it was a grand old time. I'll just say, as a as a flea on the dog here, you know, I, I was invited to this server. I don't know Minecraft that well. I, I try as hard as I can. Playing with Jacob, who has gone from doing modded Minecraft to playing vanilla for the first time forever, is like playing with a game genie in your Sega. <laughs> I can literally just say out loud, how do I do this thing? And not only will it be figured out in moments, it will be explained to me extraneously. A guy on a horse will try. be following me as I do my little mining in my little world, <laughs> protecting me from bad guys. Uh, I try. I, I fucking yeah. love it. Um, yeah, for me, it's a little like relapsing back on the hard drugs or something, but uh, <laughs> getting back into Minecraft. Hey, and, how you review Minecraft? Yeah, because, I mean, if you listen to the old, you know, last year's, uh, you know, March Madness pick, I, we did a Minecraft full episode. Um, mm-hmm. I used to be somewhat addicted, and it yes. was a blast, but uh, getting back into it after, you know, maybe a few years, uh, getting back into vanilla, it's been really fun, and it's a very chill game. You can just go in there and chill. Build it's stuff, perfect mine, social game. You uh, you've mentioned him. I love hanging out with everybody else who's on the server as well, friends of ours. I, but again, just the even server wide, I think everyone else is so appreciative, Jacob, of the fact of, well, you know, I'm working on my little house. They're working on their little house. Jacob, what are you doing? Well, the community <laughs> needs an automatic pumpkin farmer that, you know, is five <laughs> levels high and, you know, d- it does complicated <laughs> machinery so that we can all do right. one specific thing. So here it is in the town square. And I'll put up signs telling you how to use it and stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, I might be going keep, a little working, overkill, buddy. but I'm trying to provide services for the it. server and uh, got my enchanting set up. So just trying to make sure everyone is getting the most out of the game and, and understands, like, you know, 
what what you can do in the game with with you know tool you know, enchanted tools and all that. So it's it's been a blast and it's wild. Um, I'm having a I'm having a great time. That's awesome, man. Glad you're enjoying it. I, I, I'm privy to those. They've invited me to the server, but I don't play Minecraft. So I'm just on the right. Discord seeing these conversations of like, oh, we need this. And then Jacob's like already on it, and taking care of it. So it seems like you guys are having a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, I'm kind of the, you know, I don't want to, you know, I just, I, I joke, but I'm kind of like the Minecraft expert because. You're the Sherpa. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a supercomputer. It's to me, it is like Superman <laughs> saying like Brainiac activate this. And it's like, I've already done it. And I'm like, thank you, Brainiac away. And there are signs set up for yeah. you. too. Um, but I do want to uh, shout out Minecraft, um, Microsoft, Mojang, whatever. Um, they, they have this thing called Minecraft realms and it makes it so easy. If you're not experienced with like setting up your own servers, basically they, they host a server for you where you can have up to 10 people on at the same time. And all you have to do is pay a monthly fee and they host the server for you. And it just makes it so easy. There's cross-platform, like half the server is playing on Switch. Um, Colin is playing on Switch, and I'm playing on PC. Oh, wow. so I lay down like... on my couch with a handheld while Jacob is playing on a computer. <laughs> so imagine that. That is right. That really and you're is all doing a bar crawl together, building yeah. stuff yeah. together. And you can literally even That's connect cool. on Minecraft Mobile on your phone to the same server. So it's really amazing at the cross-platform wow. capabilities that they have. So I got to shout out Minecraft for that. That's it's pretty cool. cool. I, I want more of that mobile function in my gaming, like like squadrons, for example. Like I don't want to play it on my phone, but I want to be able to like set my loadouts on my mm. ships. Like I want to be able to pick my weapons and shit, and then have it in the game, and so I don't have to do all that menuing when I'm ready to play. Like mm. Minecraft having a mobile component. Mm-hmm. Like I, games should have more of that. Spider Man, let you pick your powers and upgrades like on your phone while you're doing something like else. That'd be cool. Totally. Um, Speaking of the Spoder Man, though, and not my business pitches, Joe, I don't know if you played this at all, but have you played anything in quarantine? Any uh, notables okay. besides? No, no, I'm, I'm running through Spider Man again. Um, right. I'm playing a Madden <laughs> from five years ago with my brother. Amazing. Uh, I really want to play Jedi Fallen Order, but I don't want to pay for it. So whenever that pops mm. up, oh, I did. We a... got to get you that PS5. We got to get you the yeah, Miles. You can get Miles Morales <laughs> on the PS5. Yeah. Yeah, so I can play Spider-Man again with the remaster. <laughs> Where his right. face looks different. Yeah, um, that's it. I, pl- I played uh, through the Bioshocks and the Wolfenstein's again. Nice. But, yeah, it's the same thing. I'm like, uh, I just do the same thing over and over again when it comes to games. So, yeah, you like what you like. Yeah. That's fine. Colin, how about you? Besides just the Minecraft and Minecraft. I, you know, I busted out, uh, there was a Monster Hunter coming up, we were thinking about doing an episode for that, I'm probably not going to play the new one, I've been doing the trials or whatever, there's all this Pokemon news, I don't know if you saw those directs, you know, there's like a new overworld, kind of Breath of the Wildy Pokemon coming up, they're trying to do all this stuff, trying to make you play the phone game over and over again. I busted out some of my old Pokemon games. That's just, I do that for 30 minutes before bed, really, but that's just such a relax for me. Yeah, yeah, a little cool down. Yeah, yep. you know, with with uh, uh, you know, the Switch, everyone's playing on the Switch. Uh, you and Adam and everyone, it just kind of makes me think like, should I buy a Switch? Uh, just the 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 ease of being able to lay down in bed and just have a I'm little handheld you. thing. That sounds amazing to me. So I might before I even get a PS Five, I might have to get a yeah, Switch. I, wait, because they say a four K, you know, pro version of it is coming up here soon. I oh, I, wow. I don't know. They, it leaks every Christmas, but supposedly this is the one. Hmm. So I might have to buy it. It's yeah, a, I never, you know, last 
Nintendo console I owned, I think, was the GameCube. So it could wow. be interesting. Yeah. Mine was a Wii that I still have sitting here. But that's interesting <laughs> that you're thinking about buying the Switch because I, I didn't get one yet. You know, I wanted to because you can play Dark Souls on it, you know. And then I got the, this PS5 and then I was thinking to myself, as it's great as this is, like I'm thinking this might be the last console I ever need to buy yeah. Either because the business dies out and we have cloud gaming or just PC gaming. I've gotten so just used to it. Over. You know, it's yeah. Even I was thinking, do I want to get the switch? I'm like, I, I don't know if I need it, but I, I could see, you know, in that application, but interesting thought experiment. Yeah. Been. Just the accessibility the future, and just being able to yeah. lay down and, and do the portable or sit it's, on my couch. And- it's an emulator machine to me. Honestly, there are the announcements mm. that Nintendo makes where they're like, Hey, here's this weird, you know, PS3 game that almost nobody played that you hear about in every magazine. We're finally getting it. A lot of the times I fall for that and go like, you know what? I never did play that. I would love to just be able to do it on the toilet or in bed. Yeah, Yeah. like, why not? Nice. If they port Bloodborne to Switch, I might have to get the Switch to play Bloodborne. (laughs) That would be tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. And uh, who knows, uh, down the road, there has been a lot of, you know, we've got Final Fantasy VII news. We did an episode during the remake. There's going to be a new... Yeah, that uh, DLC looks crazy, Mike. The remake. It looks crazy, and, like, it's a weird cash grab. We'll probably talk about it later, but there's a Final Fantasy Battle Royale game now and a Final Fantasy mobile game that's episodic. I'm sure you got to buy it every chapter for $4.99. Oh, yeah. So good, uh, good, good business moves all around, but down the road, we'll probably uh, address that as the... Remake Part 2 comes out, but yeah, gaming is uh, still a thing in 2021. It <laughs> so. sure is. Yeah, Stay I'm mostly playing here, the same that's, things. That's kind of um, we got. Uh, the only other thing I've played recently is I got into No Man's Sky a little bit, which is um, oh. basically like space Minecraft. Uh, <laughs> so I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, you won't play Star Wars <laughs> with me, but you will play No Man's Sky well, by that yourself. Is, that is you. serialized Star... If you were watching a Star Trek episode while playing a mining StarCraft <laughs> game, Jacob, that That's is the fun, ultimate yeah. version of dream. you. <laughs> That's the dream. Um, no, it's, it's really, they've added a lot of content, you know, obviously when the game came out, it didn't get a great reception because, uh, they, they didn't have a lot of stuff that they promised at first, but over time they fixed the game, so to speak, which is something that could still happen with like cyberpunk. Right. Um, but this game, they lit, they made it the game that it should have been at release. And now it's great. It has a lot of content and I had a blast. Um, I've put like maybe 50 hours into it and just, you know, looking for the better ships to buy and and i got a frigate that you know i can go dock my ships on and everything and it's just amazing and you can just go to any world and build a base there do whatever you want so um if you like those kind of games definitely check out no man's sky it's still great in 2021 well as i've been upgrading my my space tech for star wars squadrons Mm -hmm. you know i got a, a new joystick if you do ever want to trick me into playing a crafting game, No Man's Sky might be yeah. the one because I have been looking into more games that utilize the hardware that I for sure. I would say like the the ship controls are much more basic than uh, you know squadrons. Like it's more of a you know it's it's not that hard. It's not a flight simulator. It's, it's yeah. casual, right, right? Right. I wish that you know yeah. I do like the more um, challenging controls of squadron. It's just the learning curve. Like I played that game and I enjoyed it a lot. I might have to get back into it. At some it's not point. a game you relax and play yeah. though. You, you get stressed out. And like you're trying to, yeah, you're trying to train to, so you can play it competitively and stuff. And like, there's a definite learning curve. Amazing. That, right? Amazing reveal. Want to be a <laughs> space ace. Yeah. Um, we'll see. But uh, 
yeah, that's the old gaming. Uh, that's the watches, I guess. If we don't have anything yeah. else, we can take it to the old wrap it up. Let's I hit it. Final thoughts. Whatcha, whatcha? A normies like us. Whatcha. Whatcha, whatcha, really, guys. Normies, we're back. We've been chit-chatting about what we've been watching. Now we are hitting the wrap-up. Final thoughts here on our Whatcha, episode 138 of Normies Like Us, where we are just, uh, again, telling you what we've been consuming in the pop culture landscape. Uh, there's been a lot of Normie stuff released this year. Again, even though it's been a weird year, comics have still been coming out, video games have still been getting played, and movies and shows have been being mm-hmm. watched. We gave you some strong recommendations for stuff in this episode. Let us know, of course, what you want to check out, too. Uh, I'll give my final thoughts here and just say, again, this wasn't the year for new to me. I wasn't necessarily jumping at, I got to do this, I got to check out that, oh, the new movie, the new sad thing. No, I mean, it was the year of, what is my comfort? You know, I'm really glad that's why we did our fan Mm -hmm. February of... Just letting the normies know what relaxes us. When I think back to when this started and we're all like, oh, Tiger King, this is hilarious. Like, it blows my mind that we are still here doing this. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't be doing anything else. I I love talking to you guys. I love talking to my friends and I love our listeners. Yeah. If anything, again, we've kind of been afforded more time since we are at home to engage with these kind of media, right? Yeah. A lot of less time Absolutely. mountain biking. I would have never given Trek right. a chance if I didn't have the time. No, bike, I'm glad so. that like you know that's clicked with you. And even going back, you've done Karate Kid, um, and there's a lot coming up that we'll be able to talk about. Which is why the Watcha is a little bit earlier. We usually do them every ten, but because of the amount of releases coming, I'm most excited for King Kong versus Godzilla, uh, Godzilla versus Ooh. King Kong, whatever the title. Um, and then Snyder Cut's coming out. We're eventually going to get Black Widow, all, all kinds of stuff down the pipeline. So. Um, one interesting thing we're talking about different cuts of movies that are four hours I forgot to mention I watched a fan cut of the Hobbit movies because I think they're terrible Mm. as a Lord of the Rings fan and they cut all of them down into four hours a single cut that's more focused on uh, Bilbo that is interesting it was uh, was interesting but I wanted to mention that but we we got a cabin Airbnb and we, we were eating with old medieval forks and wooden bowls and you know, watch four hours of the Hobbit what? in the woods, and uh, it was—it was That's fun. It was amazing. fun. So I had to mention that. But yeah, sometimes uh, there can you know be extra edits that do improve the product, and I think that's what happened there. Otherwise, uh, yeah, that's—I've said everything I need to say about other stuff. Totally. So I'll pass it off. Um, I'll just say, like, yeah, it's been great talking to you guys, catching up. Um, I love doing these watches and just kind of chatting with you guys like this, you know, being in the quarantine, this is the most social interaction I usually get on a (laughs) weekly basis. So I always love doing these (laughs) with you. Um, Covered a lot of different things and I'm excited for new content coming out, anything to, uh, you know, put off the existential dread a little (laughs) longer. Um, But hopefully, you know, the quarantine won't last too much longer. We're all going to get vaccinated and we're all going to be, you know, in person again soon so i'm looking forward to going back to movie theaters um going to bars and doing all that fun stuff that we used to do in the before times so uh thanks a lot normies and uh 
you know, I love you all. So have a good week. Thank you. How nice, Jacob. Um, you know, this is, is a weird week for me because this is uh, the week in between WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And that's the world we that's live right. in now where there's one week between uh, essentially MCU, you know, nine hour long movies. So that's pretty mm-hmm. exciting. I think there's a lot to look forward to coming up both in the real world and with releases and with episodes of Normies Like Us. So thank you for stopping by. And uh, I also hope you have a good week. I, I retroactively also <laughs> we hope do you normies. have a good week. I want to record the show. <laughs> we, we hope you have the best week possible. We hope you check us out on our socials at normies underscore like underscore us. Check us out on YouTube. You can always watch the videos of these as well. We just started that up too. Um, we've been your host. This is Mike. Colin. Joe. And this is Jacob. Thanks, and as normies. always, if you or anyone you know are a member of the Trill species, <laughs> I am coming <laughs> for you. Watch out. Colin's and you will out. be destroyed. <laughs> Thanks for uh, participating in this symbiotic relationship, Normies. (laughs) Bye. I love you. Bye, Normies. Oh, hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around.